everybody. Welcome back to Left of the Light. I'm your host, Matt. Uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, I, you know, I hope you guys are enjoying your summer, uh, doing lots of fun things out there, um, enjoying the podcast, enjoying the episodes from this season. Uh, I mean, we got the Rouse Center, we got Your True Note, Tony's Cafe, Karen Shook, and uh, Dole Mansion, which was the last one, uh, which is a cool episode, and it was kind of neat to see some different areas of the Dole Mansion that I haven't gotten to see. Um, like, like I said, back in the Joe Diamond episode, that was the Joe Diamond episode was the first time I was inside the Dole Mansion. Um, so this would be the second time. Um, and I got to see that lose area, um, where we actually recorded everything. And, um, when I was there, I think that night there was also like an art show, like a, um, a kid's art show, uh, speaking of, you know, back to school, which is, um, for one of my children has already happened. And the other one is next week. Um, so your kids are going back too. So, um, yeah, they're going to be back in school and, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, like if, if parents enjoy the back to school, cause the kids are out, you know, out of the house, but I mean, depending on how old your kids are, like mine are gone all the time, you know, they're out with their friends and stuff. So, you know, you kind of get a little bit of that freedom anyway, but you're, you're, I guess a little bit more worried about what they're doing versus, uh, being in school. So I guess there's that, um. But yeah, that also means fall is coming, which I'm not thrilled about. Um, but you know, it's it's where we live, so I mean, we're gonna have to deal with it in a couple months, anyways. Um, yeah, guys. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed season four so far. Um, I got some things on season five I'm working on. One of them right now, I'm not too sure if that's gonna happen. The other one, I know, um, is probably gonna happen. Um, in about a week or two, which will probably, and maybe the first episode of season five, I'm not sure yet. Kind of, kind of depends on, um, some other things, but, um, excitement coming, uh, something I'm pretty excited about, at least for the one that I know is happening. Um, I'm pretty psyched about that. So, uh, we'll talk about that more when that comes up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so hope you guys are enjoying everything, uh, enjoying your summer, the end of the summer that you've, you know, gotten out, maybe seen some concerts. I know, I. As I record this, I think I think tonight. Uh, let me think. Um, McHenry County Fair, I believe that's starting. Uh, Florida Georgia was it Florida Georgia Line? Am I remembering that right? Is performing? Um, I'm not gonna be there, unfortunately, um, to the fair this year, only because I'm going out of town uh, a little vacation for myself, um, which is why I happen to be recording this portion of the podcast tonight. Normally, I do it. So I'm kind of like, you know, current events, anything that happens over the weekends or something like that. So then, you know, that at least sounds pretty current if there's something that big that happened. Um, but I, I have to record this one a little bit earlier uh, because I'm going out of town. And this is going to be one that I'm I'm going to use the old powers of the Internet to schedule the upload. So um, if there's no episode next week, then you'll know why, because <laughs> it didn't work. And I can't do anything about it from far away. So uh, fingers crossed on that, that you get an episode to, to listen to. So, um, hopefully I don't mess it up or the, uh, the powers that be in the cloud don't mess it up. Um, but anyways, um, let's talk about this episode, uh, TNT athletics. Um, they have a couple locations. We recorded this in McHenry. Um, I talked to Steve. Steve's got a pretty cool story of why he started TNT athletics. Um, you know, and it's a story that I think a lot of people 
I can relate to at least to, to, to some portion, um, you know, athletic training and stuff like that. I, I was a baseball player when I was young. Th those were my dreams. You know, people like, what do you want to be when you grow up? For me, it was a baseball player. I was not good enough as many of us are not. <laughs> um, but I, I luckily do get the opportunity to play, play uh, baseball with some friends, some old friends and um, use some wood bats and like just a slow pitch. So we don't kill ourselves. Cause we're all, most of us are in our forties. There's a couple guys there that are much younger than us. Um, we, we let them run. You guys can slide. We're, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> need, I need to keep my, my health and my uh, scrapes and bruises to a minimum. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, guys, so uh, Left the Light, uh, TNT Athletics coming at you. Um, email me with any suggestions you guys got. Uh, left at the Light pod at gmail.com. Um, I got, I know I got some episodes coming up where like we had, we had suggestions from other people, um, come up and also uh, a couple episodes that are coming up in the season still to come, um, where people reached out. So awesome stuff. Let's get into it. Um, enjoy the episode. We'll talk to you a little bit later. All right. I'm out in McHenry today, uh, TNT athletics. I'm here with Steve. Steve, how you doing today? I'm good, man. We just finished up some training. Uh, appreciate you coming by and, and doing this with me. This is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first, before we get into a lot of the things here, um, there is a little bit of noise, which I enjoy because that kind of gives people an idea of what's happening yeah. um, in the facility as we're doing it. Um, so TNT Athletics, let's let's begin with like kind of your history um, and like just tell me tell me the history of like how you got into this and uh, why TNT athletics? Uh, well, I am a former athlete and, um, I always knew that one of my big passions was lifting weights, was working out. And to be completely honest, training for baseball and football and, uh, arena football and all the things that I've done, I actually found more joy with the process and the grind than the actual sport itself. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's why I didn't go as far as I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I, when I look back, I think about the times that I loved the most, and it was honestly the weight room with all my teammates. Um, like, oh man, I was just telling someone the other day, I miss the Mizzou weight room so much. You know, like when you, and that I, I could ramble on forever about this, but I know, right. I know how hard it is to like want to get into shape and want to push yourself. It was so easy when I had that college weight room. It was mm -hmm. so easy because it was just the atmosphere and uh, pushing yourself and bleeding with each other and crying with each other and sweating with each other. It's like it's you create this bond with, you know, your friends and your teammates that I will never forget. And some of my best friends are the people that I would work out with on a daily basis. But anyways, where I'm getting at, I'm going all over the place. I always knew I wanted something to do with fitness. And um, so I started my my major at Mizzou started with nutrition and fitness. Um, well, actually, so rewind, I started at Baylor. So uh, Baylor in Texas. Mm -hmm. So I walked on to the uh, football team there. Um, I realized I was very far from home for me. Um, you know, you think you're a big, big, tough man and you want to go live all the way across the country and you realize, you know, it's, it's hard and mm -hmm. uh, watch your little sister grow a foot 
you know, when you're not there, you show up and from Christmas break, you're like, Oh my God, why are you so tall? <laughs> like, um, yeah. So it started with like a nutrition and fitness kind of base. And I, uh, I realized at Mizzou that if I did a nutrition and fitness major and for whatever reason did not get a nutrition and fitness job, you know, that's my major and I'm kind of screwed, you know, like mm-hmm. I'll be kind of on the back end of, of, you know, I'll, I'll be in the back of the resumes, you know, for like a marketing job or a management job or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I was pretty clueless with, uh, when I started, like w- exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, my dad was a huge inspiration for me cause he owned his own private, uh, private investigator business and the freedoms that he had because he had his own business was always really important to me. Um, but there was a moment in, in the weight room, uh, it clicked for me that like, I knew, I, I knew and understood movement really well. I understood the weight room and body mechanics really well. Um, but my coach, my strength coach, he was demonstrating a movement. Uh, he was doing a cable press and he's like, what is the core? Like, what are we really trying to work here? Are we trying to work chest. Are we trying to work arms mm-hmm. and people were shouting out all these different things. And I was like, no, we're trying to work core. And I remember his big bug eyes, like he pointed at me. He's like, yes. Mm -hmm. He's like, he was surprised that I knew almost, which was, I thought was silly because it was like obvious to me. And that was like a moment that kind of hit me like, okay, I I feel like I got to take this somewhere. I got to, I got to use my knowledge and my understanding and my ability to influence. Cause I always knew I had a pretty good ability to influence and it slowly just kind of turned into my business plan per se in my head. I always had this like business plan in the back of my head and, uh, it really kind of fell into my lap. Mm -hmm. So I'm home, I'm done with school. Um, I'm playing professional arena football and one day my dad gets a call from Mike Brown and Mike Brown's former bear. No, 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 not, not former bear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Different Mike Brown. Yeah. Local, local Mike Brown. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, gets a call from Mike Brown and, uh, they were good buddies and he had kids in the junior wolves program. Okay. My dad started the junior wolves program. He had knew that I was a a former division one football player and I knew my stuff in the weight room. So he calls my dad. He's like, Hey, is your kid, you know, down to train my kids. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my dad hands me the phone. And I'm like, I remember at the time, I'm like, man, why are you handing me, you know, you know, when your mom or dad hands you the phone, you're yeah. like, I don't want, who is this? I don't want to talk to this like person. Setup, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, why, why are you giving me this phone? I don't want this. And, um, a very short, quick conversation. He was like, Hey Steve, how's it going? I was like, Hey, how's it going? He's like, I want you to train my kids. And I was like, you know, I'm very open schedule right now. Mm-hmm. I had just went through a couple job interviews, you know, cause you're, you think you're supposed to, mm-hmm. you think you're supposed to like get the job and get out of the house and start paying your own bills. And, uh, but my dad was honestly like, he's like, you don't want any of those jobs and don't take them. I'm like, Whoa, you know, <laughs> like you're not kicking me out, <laughs> you know? So, um, but anyways, Mike asked me to train his kids. We agreed on a, on an amount. And those were my first three clients was Dean Brown, Cole Brown and Blake Brown. And, um, and then it was just a snowball effect. It was their friends joined and then other mm-hmm. parents heard about it. And, uh, Dean Brown was the one that he just blew up like size wise, strength wise, speed wise, everybody saw it. And, uh, it went from three clients to like 40 in a matter of like two, three months. Wow. Um, yeah, it just, it just blew up and, and I wouldn't say I was doing anything special. Um, I just really, really cared. 
Mm-hmm. I really, really cared. Like I, I, I can sit here and say that I, I love all my kids. Like it's, it, it I could, I could l- cry like thinking about how much I love these kids. And like when, when I see them breach their goals or whatever, if I get a text like Steve, I hit, I hit a home run today. Like, and I could just like hear them. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's like literally the best feeling in the world, the best feeling in the world knowing that you were just a part of that process and that growth that that kid had. Yeah. Because like, I know personally, like when I was a little athlete, like I remember all those moments. I remember scoring my first touchdown. I remember hitting my first home run and like how awesome it felt. I didn't necessarily have any training behind it. Mm-hmm. My training was my dad, you know, but he didn't really know what was going on in the weight room. He just knew how to hit a baseball and like how to run, how to tackle. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the, it is the best feeling in the world when you get a text like that or a call like that or yeah. like an excited like run up hug thank you for everything oh best feeling ever now th- this isn't a barbara walters episode i'm not going to try to make you cry yeah <laughs> <laughs> no um now first off I, I you're six foot what i'm six four six four the yeah. big guy so if we do get him to cry it's gonna be a thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk a little bit about your background a little bit um, so you started out in Baylor and then you transferred over to Mizzou. Yeah. Um, and football scholarship or walk on, you said, no, I was walk on. Yeah. Walk-on. Yep. I never, uh, there was talk about me earning, uh, a scholarship at Baylor and, uh, they had mentioned like, Oh man, like, cause they loved, they loved my progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I gained a bunch of weight. I, I gotta be honest, man. Illinois did not prepare me at all for Texas football, uh, but not, not even a little, yeah. um, they, uh, what, what coaches saw in me was potential. Okay. Even my, my high school highlight film is like above average, subpar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was nothing crazy. I had a lot of potential to be great in whatever I wanted to be. I had a lot of God-given talent, God-given size. Um, so I was walk on at Baylor. There was talk of a scholarship. I didn't even care. It was, it was like, you know, we had some, uh, some health things with the family happen. Uh, my dad had... Uh, I wouldn't, I don't even think it was a heart attack. It was just like some sort of heart issue going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that scared the absolute crap out of me. Um, and then honestly coming home and I saw my sisters and my mom and I was just like, God, everything is so different. Yeah. Like, why am I so far from my family? Like I saw them, I didn't see them at all for like five months, you know, and I'm a very family oriented person. Mm-hmm. It was just like, dude, screw this. I'm done with Texas. You know, I love Texas, but yeah. I just want to be closer. So my brother, had a uh, preferred walk-on to go to Mizzou, and uh, he was a monster in high school. So mm-hmm. he he uh, yeah he's an awesome football player. But uh, he had a preferred walk-on position, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna check this out. So I went with him for his visit, and showed them you know the little practice film that I had at Baylor and stuff like that, and they gladly took me on as well. Um, and I worked my way up to second string on pretty much all special teams on the travel squad from zoo like right when i got there and and that was it i never got past second string (laughs) so but i worked up to second string tight end and uh yeah i worked in with the ones and twos of practice and never really got my claim to fame to start or anything like that which but that it is what it is it's division one football like you are literally playing with the best of the best athletes like i played behind uh michael agnew uh, he went on to play for Miami Dolphins and mm-hmm. I think maybe one other team. Um, Eric Waters. Um, I got to play with Blaine Gabbert, who is, you know, Tom Brady's backup right now. Yeah. Xavier Gooden, he's li- he played linebacker for Arizona Cardinals. Kentrell Brothers, uh, he played for Minnesota Vikings. You know, I, it's an awesome experience. Mm-hmm. And I can say a lot of cool stuff. 
but I ultimately never reached where I wanted to reach. I did have a scheduled tryout with the Chicago Bears. Yeah. And it got nixed at the second level. So, like, my agent um, playing arena football, my agent got me just based on a combine film that I'd sent in. They were interested in my size, my ability, and what they saw. And this first guy calls my agent. He's like, we want Steve to come try out. And this was in 2013. Okay. Uh, we want to set up tryout for Steve. And then it was like a week later. He's like, you know what? Like, it didn't make it, you know, past the next level. And we're no longer interested type thing. So that's it. That's all I got. That's yeah. my claim to fame. <laughs> the Bears talked to me for like a week. Well, that, I mean, that's more than most people get. So yeah, you, got, you right. got a step on the lot. Yeah. Um, arena football, where did you play? I played with the uh, the Blitz. Okay, the Chicago. Yeah, Chicago Blitz. Yeah, yeah. How so long was that? That was two years. And then had a stint with, like, the Eagles and ultimately did not work out. I just, like, I my, my love wasn't there for arena like it was mm -hmm. for regular football, like 11-man yeah. football. Arena is so different. A lot, um, a lot of different speed and just yeah, plays. Yeah, it's, it's so different. It's just an yeah. offensive game. You know, like you, your receivers get to sprint up to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So your your defenders are on their heels right away. It's it's just an offensive high point scoring game. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously you had to change gears, um, which I, I wanted to say too, like as you were talking about like, you know, getting your degree and everything like that. I think a lot of people are like my, my like real job is not this, this my real job. My real job is not in marketing, which is where, where I got my degree. Yeah. Um, so, and I think that's true for a lot of people nowadays that go to school, they get their degree and then there's a different path. Um, so tell me about that. Um, as you were trying to find what is your future, um, in nutrition and, um, you know, teaching people and everything. So how did that come about to where, now we're starting to look beyond football into TNT athletics. Yeah, it was, um, it was quite some time doing both. I think, oh man, I'd have to really like think I'm horrible with dates and memory, but I was definitely playing arena football while training. Cause I remember, uh, a bunch of my kids showed up, to, showed up to a game. That's one of my favorite memories ever. I had, I had dragged someone across the whole field and pancaked someone. And I see like four or five of my high school kids, like, screaming their heads off. So it was definitely a transition, but, um, I just remember thinking, all right, if I want TNT to be what I want it to be, I have to just purely focus on it. Mm -hmm. I remember thinking that, and, uh, I had, I didn't quite hang up the cleats. I played semi-pro football for a while with the Chicago chaos when huge shout out to Mike Melody and Rick Sizemore for, for convincing me to go play with them. Um, but that was like just casual once a week, you know, we pr try to set up practices in semi-pro, and it doesn't really work that well. Mm. But, um, yeah, show up, play a game, and have fun. Um, so I did get to keep playing. But, like I said, there was a moment where I was like, man, if I really want this to be what I want it to be, I need to just focus on it. And I really started focusing on it, like, 2015 or so. It was actually when I moved into this location. Mm -hmm. So I started out at Forge Fitness, which is a 24-hour gym. It was really nothing at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if have you heard of forge. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think they're doing pretty well now. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah they're I doing see, great now. I see them a lot, so. Yeah. They were, no one knew what the hell forge was yeah. when, when I was there. Um, at least compared to now, I don't mean to, everyone thinks you're trying to talk smack these days. <laughs> now, that's not me talking smack. That's just like, it's much bigger now than it was. And so like I was renting out the whole back room. Okay. So if you've ever been there, mm -hmm. I filled it with equipment. We had our very unique deal at the time. 
when I'm there using it, no one else can use it. When I'm not using it, everyone else can use it. Um, and then it got, uh, it got squirrely, um, to say the least. Uh, other trainers started using my equipment. It got really weird with like my hours. And there was a lot of drama at the time. And um, I had gotten a call from Pro Player Baseball, which is the building we're in right now. Mm -hmm. And they basically explained like, hey, you're training a lot of our guys. We want you to come into our building. And I was like, man, this is, you know, kind of a sign. And uh, one night, middle of the night, I just got all my stuff out of Forge and I put it in storage unit. And the next day I brought it in here. And uh, it's been awesome ever since. So now we're on to our like third location starting in Huntley, hopefully very oh, wow. soon. Um, so you got McHenry, you got Huntley. What's the other one? Elgin. Elgin. Okay. Yeah. So Elgin, it was kind of the same situation as uh, a athletes headquarters in Elgin. Mm -hmm. Um, awesome facility. Awesome guys running that Jordan and uh, Derek, they, uh, they called me one day. They're like, Hey, we want a strength coach. We want a weight room built one in there. And then the same thing happened with uh, Huntley Red Raiders baseball. So that's what we're in the process of right now is building that one. Okay. Um, but it was, uh, I remember my dad walked in to the, uh, to, well, we shared an office really, cause I didn't really have an office in my house, but he's like, you know, you really should incorporate this business now. <laughs> like, it's mm -hmm. like, I think I was like a year and a half in and I still wasn't like incorporated. I was just kind of, you know, I was just a, a young kid trying to like train athletes and live life. And mm -hmm. that's when we incorporated and I came up with like the really crappy logo at the time. And now it's turned into what it is. I love the logo now. Um, but the old one was just really lame, but yeah. So I think I answered your question. <laughs> <laughs> it's somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so uh, what was it like, uh, like when you started this idea, started training some kids, um, just when it was the couple, um, to where it's like, you know, I'm going to make this a thing. Like how old were you and how hard of a decision was that to be like, all right, let's just do this. Um, well, my parents made it really, really easy. Um, cause I was just so, I was so comfortable, you know, your mom's the one that's like, you know, I don't, I don't want you to pay any bills. I want you to like, just have fun in your twenties and blah, blah. <laughs> and my dad's like, yo, start paying me your bills. <laughs> like, so I actually, for a long, long time, I was paying dad like rent yeah. and that we weren't telling mom because he's like, don't tell your mom, your mom's going to get pissed that I'm charging wow. you or whatever. Now it's on but, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told mom that, that I was giving dad money, but um, I, I totally understood, you know, like when you own a business, but it's, it's like renting a business, you know, like yeah. if you're renting a space, it's, it's not, nothing is free. Yeah. You know? mom, mom wants to take care of you. Dad yeah. wants you to learn some life skills. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And my dad, uh, you know, we had some heart to heart talks. He's like, you know, I don't want you to think that I don't want you in the house or whatever, but like, I'm always here for you, but just pay your way. And I was like, mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah. I totally understood that. So you're definitely going to want to put this one in your calendar. It is September 10th. It is Truck Off. It is the biggest, the best in the original food truck fest here in McHenry County. We are bringing out all sorts of awesome food trucks from the area. You do not want to miss it. Going over to truckoff.net and get your tickets. Grab the squad. Let's go. Um, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. What was You're the good. question? <laughs> <laughs> um, tell, me, tell me about the start making that, yeah, the start. that first yeah, yeah, decision. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> it was when... Uh, it was like prime football season. And I just remember thinking like that, this is going to be my living. Mm -hmm. This is like, this is what I want to do. And the hours were freaking awesome. You know, for a 20 year old, like it was like three to like seven. That was it. Mm -hmm. That was all I worked. So three to 7 PM. Um, and I don't want to say that was all I worked because there's a lot of ins and outs to the, to the back end of the business and, 
and the marketing and, and, and the things that you do on the computer. And especially now, I have a ton of online clients. So I have virtual clients. I have uh, people that I've trained in like all over the country, really. And that's, you know, some friends from college, some people that have just followed me on social media. Uh, I have a decent following on social media. Um, yeah, so I, I just knew, I knew that this is what I wanted to do. This is the freedom that I wanted to give myself. And uh, especially, and my son was always in the back of my head. So my son's 18 months old now, but I've been thinking about my son since I was 14 years old. I always knew that my, my first kid was going to be my, my mm-hmm. first, Stevie the third. So yeah. I'm named after my dad. Okay. Um, but he was always in the back of my head. And I'm like, I'm never, ever, ever going to miss something of my son's because of my clients mm-hmm. or because of my customers or because of something. So that's why I was like, I'm going to be the boss. And that's always been a huge driver of mine. Like I'm never going to let someone tell me to work on a holiday because they want the day off. It's going to be the reverse. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it's, it's always been a huge thing in the back of my head. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, not a slave. Like, I don't want to like make it sound like everyone's a slave, but to me, that's what it would feel like. Like yeah. you, being you told what to do. Your own yeah. Time. And yeah. Like yeah. if I want to cancel a day, I cancel a day. If I want to go on a vacation, I go on a vacation and I'm after whatever, six years, seven years of business, I'm finally at that point, you know, where I have people working with me and for me and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it truly is a, a blessing. So tell me about um, the growth of TNT Athletics because you got three locations now. Um, how hard was that to grow it? And then also to like at some point you got to be like, all right, I'm spreading myself thin. I can't yeah. train everybody. So Well, that was a learning curve with, with Elgin, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Elgin was, it's like this awesome opportunity and you're like, you try to force it. And uh, it, it was a rough start for Elgin for sure. But it's this opportunity and you're like, oh, well, I got to take it. You know, I got to I got to make it work somehow. And it took forever to really get it going. Uh, mm-hmm. It's at a good spot now that, that we're both comfortable with. So uh, my friend and uh, employee Christian, he runs it and he does a great job of it. Um, but it took a long time to really kind of find that recipe and uh, get it going. And, and it made me realize the people that work for you are so important. And it's so, 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 so hard to find people that believe in your brand the way you believe in your brand. It's so, so hard. I've, and the egos, oh man, we can go all day, Matt. <laughs> the, the amount of stories that I would have for you, like the egos in the training world are ridiculous. Okay. I can imagine because probably everyone has their own process and what yeah. they think is right. Yeah. Well, but ultimately, we are all in this industry to make people look and feel better, right? There should be a common ground there. Mm-hmm. There's never a common ground. It's always like stabbing each other in the back. And, and I, can, I could probably say that I took the high road 99% of my life. Mm-hmm. But there are, oh man, just to give you one, okay? I'm in Forge and I'm doing really well. Mm-hmm. People see I'm doing really well. I'm very young. I'm the youngest trainer in there. I think that had a big aspect to it mm-hmm. as well you know like i'm the youngest one in there and i was also like the first real trainer there the first one that was like really training people the first one that was making real classes um so when other trainers came in there they were jealous of that and i had one guy literally out of thin air made up that i broke a kid's back 
So he was walking around telling me a kid broke his back doing my training. I'm not even exaggerating, Matt. That's how ridiculous and like cutthroat it was. It was just so ridiculous. And that was like one of the moments where I realized like, I can't be in this gym anymore. This gym is like toxic for me. You know, like I don't want that. Like I want a team of people that are, we're all about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And this guy's walking around saying, I broke a kid's back. I, I had to call the dad and be like, hey, listen, you got to handle this with this guy or I got to handle And that was me taking the high road because mm -hmm. if I went to him, I would have like cussed him out. And like, I was very young and I would say probably still immature at the time. Yeah. But I'm like, how do I do this calmly? You know? So yeah, that was an interesting out of thin air, man. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a bold statement to make. <laughs> you broke a kid's back. Well, yeah. In that industry too, when you're trying to build a brand. Yeah. That, well, that's so. slander. Yeah. That is 100% slander. And there's like, there's hundreds of cases like, so many things have happened with other trainers. It's, mm -hmm. it's comical at this point. Like I look back and laugh at it now at the time I took it to heart. And, uh, if that's one thing that I can tell anyone, it's just like, put your head down, put your blinders on and just do your thing. Cause if you believe in your stuff, then that's all that really freaking matters. Mm -hmm. And I look where I'm at now. And this guy, <laughs> I'm not going to say any names, but looking where I'm at, looking where he's at, like I, I can say the high road worked. Yeah. So you, so you built your brand. Um, and you got the three locations. So tell me a little bit um, about like what, if someone comes to TNT Athletics, what are they gonna get from you, from um, the gym, all that? Like what, what are, are we you talking offering? about? Like a gen pop, like just regular, regular little person, an athlete? I mean, a anybody that's like looking for training. Right. Um, so the majority of our clients are athletes um, or parents of athletes that wanna get their kid in here. Um, but what you're getting when you come to TNT as an athlete is you're getting the college atmosphere. So uh, we really focus on the next level here. Um, that's, you know, that's, that's why you make an investment like this. You want to get better and you want to push yourself to the highest level you can. So what you're going to get is accountability, number one. Number two, you're going to get at like a professional level weightlifting program, a smart program that has a, uh, a good balance of everything. Um, and number three, you're going to get nutritional advice. Um, but honestly, nutritional advice should be number one, because if you're not doing all the right things in the kitchen, nothing's going to happen for you physically. I was going to say, I think that's probably like one of the most important things yeah. when you're really looking at this, because I mean, if you're not, if you don't have that nutritional information, everything else you're doing, weightlifting, running, all that is, time. yeah, you're, 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 exactly. it's like trying to drive a hundred miles with 50 miles of gas. Mm -hmm. It's never going to work. Yeah. So especially the kids that come in, you know, the majority are trying to gain muscle and gain weight, you know, mm -hmm. like football players. And you physically cannot do that unless you're in a caloric surplus. It's scientifically impossible, mm -hmm. you know? So if we're not teaching kids to do that right, then we're just taking parents' money and wasting it. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, general population, we take the approach of training like an athlete still. Um, everyone thinks, you know, athletic training is like only for athletes, but we all have the same human body. Mm -hmm. We all have the same capabilities, you know, like some might be more um, extravagant than others. They might be more gifted and be able to jump higher, or whatever the case may be. But we're all we all have the ability to jump on a box. We all have the ability to run, squat, load, load movements. Um, so we treat our general population, which is will be our fit camp program. Um, we treat them just like athletes. Um, so it's kind of the same idea, just on a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. uh, weightlifting, balance, cardio hypertrophy, stretching, mobility, we do it all. So 
So uh, let's let's touch on the nutritional aspect a little bit. Um, so your background, you went to school and you learned learned that, or did you just learn that when um, just on your own as training and stuff. I would say it's definitely so I had a, a good base with the nutrition and fitness you know I, I had to go through all the biology and chemistry um, I had to go through all uh, quite a bit nutrition classes um, but to be completely honest that that has changed so much like the nutrition the, the basics have have been the same but you know now you got keto now mm-hmm. you got like all these different like vegan things and vegan yeah. is superior. And then there's like this all meat animal based diet that's like superior. And honestly, nutrition is uh, is a big if for me. And I hate I have very general rules that I teach people to follow, but I am not a registered dietitian. Mm-hmm. But what I tell people is, is this, whatever you want to do, you can make that work. So like if you want to be a vegan, you can be a vegan and weightlift. It's 100% possible. I yeah. think that's harder, but you can be a vegan, whether that's for personal beliefs or um, whatever the case may be. You know, you don't like the killing of animals or whatever the heck it is. It can work with a vegan diet. You, if you want to be on keto, you feel like that's you, keto can work as well. Mm-hmm. There are basic rules to follow, um, and I think there are some staples <clears throat> that uh, people can listen to, like stay away from processed foods. Stay away from fast food. Um, eat in a caloric surplus if you want to gain. Eat in a caloric deficit if you want to lose. There are some basic rules to follow, but uh, there's so many different types of, of diets and, and, yeah. and trends that you can follow these days. It's, it's like everyone is right and everyone is wrong. Yeah, I was interested to ask you about that too because I know there, there's athletes that are vegetarian, like right. professional athletes. J- Jay Cutler was a you know, Chicago Bears quarterback was a diabetic, so obviously he had a different diet yeah. and that had to be closely watched as well. So I was going to ask you about that. How do you feel about some of the fad diets and stuff like that, that, you know, keto and I forget all the random names. But um, So, <clears throat> again, I'm not a registered dietitian. You do not need to take my nutritional <laughs> advice. Um, but me personally, I think keto is a joke. Um, I don't like keto at all. I think mm-hmm. it's a short term diet. And then, you know, the, it's, it's hard to maintain a keto diet and to stay in a state of ketosis. Mm-hmm. So when people fall out of it, they actually gain a lot of their weight back. And we've mm-hmm. seen it happen to quite a few people. Um, because keto was pushed as like this fad diet. It's like a quick fix. Mm-hmm. And that's what everyone wants these days. They want this quick fix, but that's not, that's not what fitness is. Yeah, that's, that's not, that's what, kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, like, is it a is, fad or is it going to, like... they're all fads. They're all fads. Um, <laughs> I, I think, honestly, the, if you follow a good whole food organic diet, you cut out your processed, uh, you really limit your sugars and um, put more money in your grocery cart than your supplement list, you will see a lot of results. You'll feel better. You'll, you'll look better. You'll want to. You'll sleep better. Sleeping's huge. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the fads are extremely annoying to me. And, but, the, I mean... We can get into a whole mess of things, but I really think that it's the way society has developed into like this, like one click and I get my results. So like, yeah. you know, when you pull up your phone, you're like, I want to Google this. It pops right up two seconds. You can, you can learn about anything in about two seconds or mm-hmm. um, I want to pay for this and I want it at my door tomorrow. Amazon, boom. You know, so like we've, we've turned into this society that looks for that one click and that one click is not here in the fitness world. And one thing that I always ask people when they sign up, um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm pretty selective on who I take on for personal training and it's kind of fallen into like our group training too. Like I don't really push it 
too much. I don't push fit camp too much. I think it, it, it's, uh, it takes a certain like personality for me to want to train you one-on-one because I am not going to coddle you and your excuses. I'm just not like, I'm going to expect a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that definitely is not for everyone, <laughs> you know, like I've, I'm not, I'm not here to, to take your money and, uh, let you live complacent. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here. I would love it. If everyone signs up, they see a bunch of results, they learn how to be a stronger, better human being, and then they go do it on their own. That's fine. Yeah. That's a changed life. And that's the whole point that I'm here. We don't really have that happen because people like the atmosphere here and the people that sign up, they enjoy it. But that would be, I would be totally cool with that. Totally cool with that. Yeah. So would you say your style is going to be more of like the gym? I don't even know how to put this maybe nicely, but like the, the guy who's going to be behind you, like if you're, if you're like struggling for that last pushup, that's going to be yelling, like you got this and like, well, yeah, um, metaphorically, yes, but I don't not, I don't yell at everyone. Not everyone takes that right. Like, so uh-huh. me personally, if I'm working out, I would love it if someone's screaming in my ear and yeah. like telling me to get that last rep, but that's not how everybody is. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to be hard on you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, let's use one of my clients as like Mary, Mary, uh, um, Mary Anderson. So Mary, shout out to Mary. She is not someone who wants to be like yelled at mm-hmm. while she's training, but she still needs a big push. Like she needs that motivation. So be like, Mary, what the hell are you doing? Come on, let's go. You know, like even let's mm-hmm. just like a whisper in Mary's ear, like, Hey, come on, can you get to work please? She's like, all right, all right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but, um, but I'm absolutely going to be the person that's like reaching out and texting you like, Hey, where the hell are you at? Why aren't you, why haven't you been to the gym twice this week? Um, I'm, uh, it's a tough love. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a tough love, but it's needed. Yeah. It's needed. Um, one thing I like to say to people is, is like, how long have you been out of shape? And the answer is always years, mm-hmm. but people want, um, uh, they want to be in shape in like months. So like, how can you be out of shape for years, but then expect to be in shape in months? Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Nothing, nothing works like that. So making people realize that in the fitness world is, is tough just because like I said, the way we've been conditioned in a lot of ways for like that one click fix or, mm-hmm. and, and that's how we, we run into all that marketing bull crap with supplements. Like, Oh, look at this pill will help you lose 15 pounds. No, the pill is not going to help you lose 15 pounds. Eating right will help you lose 15 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, so, so would you, would you say nutritionally, uh, fitness levels, every, I mean, you're looking long-term, you know, long-term commitment, long-term solution. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. You're always, you're always looking for, yeah. Like expect twice as long as you've been out of shape to be in the gym to, to reach where you want to be. Um, but I was actually just talking to one of the clients the other day, <clears throat> you will never ever reach a finish line here. And that's, I think that's why I fell in love with it. There's no end game. There's, there's like, there's goals that you can reach. Sure. But then that just opens up the door for a new goal. And I think that's what I love about the weight room is you will, you will never there's never a time where you're like, okay, I'm done. You know, like you are going to keep lifting Mm -hmm. and keep striving and keep getting better your entire life. And there's always something that like, let's say I hit one goal in this category. Well, now I'm just going to reach another goal in this category. You know, like 
maybe running a marathon. Maybe I want to run. A ma- I will never run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I'm like 65 or something, I don't know. I'll think about running. I ran a half distances. marathon and I don't want to run a marathon. <laughs> no, I absolutely hate running. Hate, 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 hate running with a huge passion. That runner's high that people talk about. I think you're just a psycho. I don't think it's. <laughs> it I don't takes think, a long time to get there. Yeah, it does. A, a commitment. Yeah, like our, our <laughs> Kathy. Kathy talks about our client, Kathy George. She talks about runner high. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I will never know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but I have to, I have dabbled in the idea of like wanting to do an Ironman when I'm older. Mm-hmm. But for me right now, lifting heavy, um, doing supersets, that's kind of my thing. Um, and then I also do jujitsu too. So mm-hmm. kind of just training towards that. Let's talk about some of the results a little bit. I see, I see some uh, flags up there. I'm curious, are those um, students that you've had before that went to those mm-hmm. colleges? Yeah, so every flag that we have up um, represents some sort of process or some sort of, I hate the word journey, but uh, it's kind of the best word for it, but some journey that we were a part of, whether that's you know a full scholarship, a partial scholarship, a walk-on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have like five, six more that I need to hang up, but as you can see, we don't really have much more space to hang them up. Right. So we're uh, we're kind of figuring out what to do with these other flags. <laughs> Go higher, maybe. Yeah, maybe, from maybe. the ceiling. But see, like we got this nice little wire to hang them on, and yeah. then we don't want them here because then it's covers the clock. We could probably go up like right there, but um, but yeah, it's it's they all represent some athlete or uh, journey that we were part of, and uh, there, there's quite a few. I, d- I didn't count, but um, more than I can count quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of success coming out of yeah. your gym here. Yeah. Um, so if people are interested uh, in signing up for first uh, locations you have here in McHenry. Um, mm-hmm. Now, where are we exactly? People are looking for it. Uh, so we're in the industrial park in McHenry. Uh, we're, I always say it's by the hospital in McHenry. Okay. And people usually know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, it's 5112 Prime Parkway is where is the exact address, but it should pop right up on, like if you type in TNT Athletics on mm-hmm. Google or your Apple Maps or whatever should pop right up. And then Elgin. Elgin is only athletes. So um, for those athletes wanting training, Elgin's open. And then Huntley uh, is most likely going to be exclusive to the Red Raider Baseball Association. Okay. But uh, McHenry is the the spot for, you know, if you want to get in shape or personal training. We're also opening up a a at-home training program. Um, Send me muscles. That's what we're going to call it. Okay. Uh, if anyone wants to sign up, they can contact us on the website, tntathleticscl.com. Um, social media is usually a big one, how people reach out uh, through my personal accounts or through Instagram. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, if you're interested, contact Steve uh, here in McHenry, uh, Facebook page, whatever, TNT Athletics. Yeah. Um, Steve, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for coming out here. This has been good. All Thanks. Right. And there you have it, uh, TNT Athletics with Steve. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, if you guys are looking for uh, Steve services, uh, looking to get your kid trained or, or something like that, um, get ready for the season, sports are coming up. Um, reach out to Steve. Uh, got his information in the show notes. Um, you can also email me. I can put you in touch as well. Uh, but, yeah, t- uh, check out uh, Steve's locations and uh, – you know, it's it's a pretty cool center. Um, I got I got to see it, and we talk about it a little bit in the episode. So you kind of hopefully get a visual of uh, what it looks like, what kind of what you're jumping into, and the successes really that um, he's had. So um, really appreciate Steve doing this, and um, we got coming up on the next episode um, 
something called Happy Trailer Company. Um, I'm not going to give anything away as I don't generally. Um, but uh, it, was, it was a pretty fun conversation itself. Um, I think you'll hear that in the episode. Um, and like I said, guys, I'm working on season five. I'm working on getting that going, getting some episodes recorded and ready to go. Uh, if you're interested, if you know somebody, or if um, you want to suggest somebody, left at the light pod at gmail.com. Um, my name is Matt. Hasn't changed. Still Matt. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, it's been it's been fun. And I can tell you in the last week or so, um, some things that have sprouted, which is starting, which is rolled into what is coming up in season five. Um some cool things that just that have happened that I'm not going to give away just yet. Um, you're going to have to wait till season five for those answers. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Um, anyways, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Hopefully this uploads and, uh, you guys are listening to it. If it's what's the date today, I'm going to, I'm going to look at the date just so I know that's the wrong, but ah, there we go. Okay. So today as I'm recording this, it's Friday, August 12th, this episode, you guys should be listening to it, hopefully, on uh, Monday, August. Would that be the 15th? Um, hopefully, you're listening to it on the 15th. If you're not, then something didn't work. <laughs> um, anyways, guys, I'm Matt, leftatthelightpod at gmail.com. This is Left at the Light. Goodbye.